Hello, welcome to another episode of the Agile Weekly Podcast. I'm Jade Meskill. I'm Derek Neighbors. I'm Clayton Langelzigic. And I'm Roy Vandewater. So guys, today we wanted to talk about uh, an article that will be published in Agile Weekly tomorrow. Uh, by Product a- time. <laughs> 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 Subscribe to the Agile Weekly newsletter <laughs> at agileweekly.com. <clears throat> uh, written by Alan Kelly. Uh, the title is Commitment Considered Harmful. Uh, I know we have no opinions or thoughts about this, so this might be a very boring podcast. Uh, so I'm curious, why is commitment considered harmful? Or by who, maybe, is a better question. So uh, Alan has to say that uh, he has seen, uh, through some of his interactions with clients and other people, that uh, uh, this is a quote from him, commitment protocol for filling an iteration is actively damaging for software development teams in anything other than the very short run. Hmm. Derek, you're shaking your head. You know, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's too many years of therapy or something that coming out, but I if if I follow if, if, <laughs> if, if I follow the trail, I mean, when I first saw this article, I immediately thought that it was part of the no estimates crowd like <laughs> shtick of stuff. So he specifically um, states that he yeah, does not follow the no estimates yeah, crowd. Yeah, but I mean, I certainly thought it was going down that route and and what I tend to see is this pattern of uh, there's something, there's something, there's something and it's all rooted in two things. Every software manager is evil and people will manipulate the system or me. And I guess to me, kind of going back to McCarthy's core protocols and the perfect boss, like I expect to work in a place with fucking adults. And so like at some point, how, how long can we basically say like, well, the boss might manipulate me. Well then go to a freaking job that doesn't have a boss that manipulates you. Like that's got nothing to do with commitment. It's got nothing. I mean, the boss that's manipulating you with commitment or estimates is going to manipulate you if you don't have commitment or estimates either because they're a manipulating asshole. Like, I mean, yeah, that argument's just too broad. I mean, you can replace whatever with, you know, there's this thing that some people love you, so you don't do it. I mean, so let, let's step back a second though. We, we do a lot of consulting and we've been to a lot of companies. How many have you showed up at that are full of fully functioning adults? Not a ton, but I I think my my problem is attack that problem. Don't attack the lack of commitment as being a problem. Or, you know, and I hear commitment, I hear estimates, I hear accountability, I hear all of these things. So the very first thing that was kind of thrown out here is, well, you know, you can't can't have commitment because uh, people will game it. Well, you know, people will game anything if you have a culture that is okay with people gaming things. We we talked about in the past that uh, what is it? I think Jade, you you quoted somebody who said like ninety six percent of a person's ability to self improve improve is dictated by the system, and I'm wondering if and do you remember who that was? W. Edwards Deming. There we go. The um that that system may be exactly this uh, that, that may be the same problem in this case that what what if it is a, a culture of commitment that is is holding these people back from becoming the adults they can because they are currently being rewarded for um for making false commitments or for for gaming the system right but i I would argue that in that point they're not really making commitments right like oh the word commitment is being bastardized to control somebody to say um you know you have to tell me how much you're gonna do and then i'm gonna threaten you or lord over you or manipulate you beat you with a stick beat you with a stick beyond that well to me that's not a commitment I mean, like a commitment is me saying what I really can believe and me Mm -hmm. truly believing 
in that and doing that. That's not somebody else saying like, you know, hey, Jade, I want you to commit to mowing my lawn tomorrow, okay? And like, I, you know, all sorts of bad things are going to happen if you don't mow my lawn. You're okay with that, right? Like your job's depending on it. You're okay with it? And, and I feel like to me, that's not a fair thing for commitments or for estimates or for anything else, right? Like that's... No, because I think what we would argue um, if we were working with a team and they, we said, you know, they said, well, we're doing commitments. I think from our point of view, we would say, okay, why don't you look at the work you do? And maybe the team they look at one story and they say, this is all we can do. You might say, the manager, I think the way that people abuse commitment is say, hey, you guys have 150 hours over the next sprint that all you are going to be working on this. You have to have 150 hours of work to do. I think we would say, if you want to commit to doing 20 hours of work and that's all you want to commit to, that's all you're going to commit to. Right? Like that's an acceptable scenario as far as I think we're concerned with how commitment works. But that's not how most people, you know, bad managers think abuse that. Right. And so that comes out as commitment's bad. What about the idea though that if you're feeling rushed and, and, that making the commitment is the most important thing above all else, like keeping to your word, the the idea that you allow quality to suffer because of that, that you might choose to uh, take some shortcuts or to cut some corners because you uh, are trying to push it out the door and you don't necessarily do all the good practices that you want to have and maintain a quality software project and that those things will build up over time to create a ton of technical debt that you can no longer manage. Yeah, that's just part of, I think, you if you're committing to doing something and you have some standard for what it means to be done, if the standard of done means half-assed, then okay, fine. But no, that's not really what a standard of done. So I think that's part of commitment is part of a bigger, um, you know, picture of what does it mean to be done. And if we're going to rush through something, are we really done? Did we really, you know, quote unquote, hit our commitment? Probably not. Right. I, I think that it's kind of the straw man out there. Like people like to throw it out. Like I, I see so many teams that have no sense of commitment that have really crappy quality. Like to me, those things are not linked. I think what happens is when somebody's forcing you to the trough to drink water and, you know, really just slams your head in, like, yeah, you're going to do stupid things. But I don't think that's because, you know, commitment is bad. I would say that a team that is truly committed and committed in everything they do, they say, like, hey, we're going to have, you know, we're going to write tests first. We're going to make sure that our product owner is happy with, you know, the work that we're doing. We're going to commit to all these things. And we're going to commit to do what we say we're going to do. Like, you can't say we finished everything but it doesn't meet the product owner's requirements and it's not tested and it's not that because at that point you don't have a commitment either yeah right? like i yeah, mean but, but technically it's done <laughs> right. well and i liked your the way you said uh, the that phrase do what you say you're going to do i feel like that right. was a, a big shift that we had an integram of the concept and it sounds so like simple right just do what you say you're going to do but i think that's really to me at least what commitment means i'm going to say i'm going to do something and i'm going to i'm going to do it but and that's not easy no, and it's not easy. And I think commitment isn't easy. Like committing to do something is difficult, right? But that doesn't have to be this, well, you know, abusive tool. Well, I, I think to me the thing that I really love about Agile when it's done really, really well is it becomes a truth killer. So if you can go around and say like my team's so awesome or I'm so awesome and all this stuff and make all these promises and never ever fulfill them. Like, you're just a lying piece of crap. Like, I mean, who can trust you? Whereas if you say, like, hey, I can only do this really, really small thing, right? Like, I think a lot of developers have problems with this because when they say, like, oh, yeah, I can do this, I do this, and then somebody says, okay, so you're committing to that, and I'm going to kind of hold you to that, and let's talk about it at the end, and then you can't do it, the developer doesn't say, man, maybe I think I'm way full of myself and I should not commit to nearly as much less time next time. I should commit to half of that because I didn't even get close. Instead, they say, well, you know, the problem was this and the problem was that. And, you know, everybody else in the world was the problem and it wasn't me. And and I think that that's just, 
if you're honest with yourself about wanting to improve and you really want feedback, the only way you can do that is to measure yourself. So if you're not saying like, I think I can do X and then going out and doing it and measuring, can you do it? How the hell can you improve? So if a, uh, so we can go from the standpoint of like a, a commitment adds at least some level of stress to the, uh, sure it does to the developer, right? Because now they're, they're kind of freaking out about this, this promise that they made and trying to keep it. But what positive benefit does a commitment actually get? If I'm a developer making a commitment, what what benefit do I get by like other than stressing out about? It? Is that stressing out? Is that the benefit that I get? Like that I get more accurate at estimating sounds, or I get more accurate at committing sounds great. But getting better at committing, if committing itself doesn't give me any value, like am I just getting better at something that doesn't matter? No, I think you get you can like Derek said, you can build some trust. So if you say you're going to do something, you do it, and you repeat that multiple times, you can build some trust that you when you say you'll do something, you'll do it. And I think it also is a discipline thing. Um, you know, having a commitment, I think, helps you be disciplined. Discipline, I think, is a very difficult thing to have in software development. A lot of teams lack that. And I think that's just another mechanism that helps reinforce that. I think the other thing is commitment's a two-way street. It's not just the developer who's committed. The, the, the idea is that I'm saying I will do this if you don't bring anything else to me to do right. during this period. The, the scrum right? contract. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that's p- part of the whole contract. So when people say, like, we do Scrum, but we don't do S, and we don't do any of this stuff, it's like, well, how can you even live up to the basic premise of Scrum, which was, we're going to agree to do XYZ, you agree to leave us alone. But one of the things I'll add is, any developer out there who thinks that estimates, commitments, everything else are horse crap, l- come work for me, and let's talk about how we pay you. Is Every week, I'll decide what we pay you. I'm not going to tell you what you get paid until after you've done the work, and it's entirely negotiable up to me whether I think you deserve the money or not. And you may get money, you may not get money, and you're going to be happy about it. Because that's what you do to every damn product owner you work with when you have no ability to say this is what you're getting. They're spending money on you. They're giving money to you to do a job. And if you don't do what you say you can do, and you continue to extend it. This is why so many companies have problems is contractors or independent third-party companies where they get to the point where they've not delivered what they said they were going to deliver and everybody ends up pissed off and everybody gets sued. You know, this this is why this happens. And, you know, I, I, I think it's almost juvenile or naive to think, like, why can't we just meander and do whatever we want and you just pay us? So, and, so this state of affairs would be totally unacceptable in just about every other industry. Sure right? it would be. So what is it about software development that uh, allows people to think that that's okay? It's creative. It's an art. Yeah, it's like unknown magic, right? I, I give money to this group of people that have weird social habits that I do not understand, <laughs> and I've never experienced them before, and they do some magic. They type on the keyboard, and magic happens, and then they have this thing that I cannot possibly understand how it works. I could never possibly do it myself. I couldn't learn how to do it. So I just have to keep appeasing the magic figure. But, but this happens to people that do understand that world as well. Well, That's and it goes back to the hope thing then, right? I mean, the people are hoping that, like, at the beginning of the sprint, you could have the worst possible sprint and have a retrospective where you talk about all these terrible things. And a lot of times when the sprint planning starts the next time, it's like, okay, we got a clean slate. Everything's immediate <laughs> for this time. Right. And everyone's very hopeful because people want to be hopeful, right? They want to, they want to think that this time's going to be different. So they repeat the same mistakes. Robo Roy, did you have something yeah. to say? I don't know. Again, if I hold this thing, maybe it'll get better. It's getting better. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I think that that's one of the things is we don't see ourselves as developers oftentimes as somebody delivering a service of some kind and having an output. And I think failure is okay. I think that's entirely okay. Yeah. But, it, but the failure shouldn't be that we 
aren't able to deliver something, it's whether what we deliver or not necessarily is usable or meaningful, right? We should be able to deliver something that somebody can learn from. The business should get something at the end that they that they can put into practice and say, like, oh, this is right or this is wrong. But they shouldn't... Uh, at the end of the commitment, you're saying? Oh, yeah. I'm just going to shut up now. I mean, I think ultimately we just... Is 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 practitioners? If we could do what we say we're gonna do, that would go so much further than where we currently are today. It's not even funny. So how do we get there? We've got two minutes to solve this problem. Hey, I didn't commit to anything. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the the best thing that I think that works for teams if they want to improve commitment is basically like really take a deep dive and look at what it means to do what you say you're gonna do and also understand that you can say you're going to do smaller things than other people want you to do like i can commit to less work than people want me to commit to and if i can do that and have success and build and learn and inspect and adapt and improve i think that is a better long-term outcome than keep than basically lying every time and not ever feeling that fulfilling my promises so is that part of the major problem is that people can't reconcile that fact yes that that they don't feel empowered to say no to those things either by themselves or by some other constraint i think they're stupid on purpose too i mean most most teams i see are still doing two-week sprints still doing like i mean if you're not able to do what you say (laughs) you're gonna do Go to a smaller block of something and say, like, what if, if I say I'm going to do this in the next two hours, can I really do it, right? You're much better off failing at doing something in two hours than you are failing at doing something yeah. in 10 days or 15 days. Yeah, I, I was working with the team, and I, I ripped down the board and said, like, show me what you can do in one hour. Right. And they couldn't do it. Right. They couldn't do it. And, and I mean, I think yeah. th- I think that's a big problem is I don't think it's a matter of not allowing people to be creative or not giving them, you know, license to do something. I, you know, I, I think in teams that are high performing, they're not doing a bunch of planning. They're not doing a bunch of estimating, but they don't need to. Because if they say, hey, we can deliver you something kick ass in four weeks, there's trust that they're going to do it in four weeks. And I don't have to think twice about it. Right. Where, where you have to get into the legalism of things are when there is absolutely no trust. And the problem is the only way to build trust is to do what you say you're going to do. So until you can do that, like you're screwed. So tell us what you guys think about commitments, any experiences that you've had with uh, teams or yourself, uh, failures to commit, all of those things. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Agile Weekly. And on Facebook, facebook.com slash Agile Weekly. Talk to you next week. Is there something you'd like to hear in a future episode? Head over to integrumtech.com slash podcast, where you can suggest a topic or a guest. Looking for an easy way to stay up to date with the latest news, techniques, and events in the Agile community? Sign up today at agileweekly.com. It's the best Agile content delivered weekly for free. The Agile Weekly podcast is brought to you by Integrum Technologies and recorded at Gangplank Studios in Chandler, Arizona. For old episodes, check out integrumtech.com or subscribe on iTunes. Need help with your Agile transition? Have a question and need to phone a friend? Try calling the Agile hotline. It's free. Call 866-244-8656.